Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Jay, how are you going? I'm going well. I'm going well. We're running under... Very running. Um, say I can't even string my words correctly. I am surviving with very little sleep, but I'm managing. Well, this is the life of the father of a very small child. Yeah, and being on call all the time, but you would know that. Ah, look, and I had a day like this the other day that was broken up merely by news from. The Chinese International Import Expo, which let's use that as a segue to cover a good deal of the material. I suppose it's going to make up a lot of this podcast. Um, the first week of November in Shanghai, there is a major trade festival and the Lego group were well represented um, at this event. Now, over the last few years, we have seen... This has been the event where we have traditionally seen the introduction of the Spring Festival sets as well as the first couple of sets from the 2021 wave of Monkey Kid sets. And this year it didn't really disappoint, although it was hard to get information in a timely fashion. I don't know. I mean, you you had to know you had to know where to look. It's a it's a it's yes. a very China China centric, um, China centric event, um, and as such, most of the information and the reveal. There was a press conference that was streamed, which was really high quality, by the way. Like in actual stuff that they've revealed, it was more I would say substantial than. Lego Con, remember that they yeah they did a pretty good job. They had um, these little like crates, like mystery gift boxes, and you know at the end of the press conference after the speeches, they yeah they revealed all um, all four sets, which was which was which was quite good. I enjoyed it. Fantastic. Unfortunately, I I missed that end of the press conference, and I just caught up with the part where they were running through the other current releases in the um, the Lego catalogue. And so, Jay, I might get you to run through, well, I suppose, your first impressions of, let's start with the Lunar New Year sets. Um, we've got two sets again, as usual. Um, what do we have? Uh, yeah, two sets. So 80108, which is, um, I think the name is Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year Traditions, and 80109, Lunar New Year Ice Festival. Um, so yeah, very interesting take on um, the, you know, the tradition and um, festivities around Chinese New Year. I think the for for me the mo the the most interesting one is eight zero one zero eight, which is a 
um, sh- sh- can we call them minifigure habitats modules? They did. I, they did. I they did borrow very, very liberally from the minifigure habitats, which um, this this which let's see, help. they're eight by eight by eight, which just strikes me as something that must be good luck, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think it only makes sense that, that the habitat was adapted here. For me, it felt like I was um, consolidating um, the education that I've received from some of these sets over the last few years. Um, what we have here are six habitats. They are on bases with curved corners and rather than slotting in rigidly um, in a square way. They are sort of enclosed within arched walls, which does make them a little bit different from the minifigure habitats that you may have seen around on Instagram or indeed in competitions that I've run in the past. But we have six habitats here. I think we can call them that. And they're all embracing different aspects of the Lunar New Year celebrations. Yeah, um, I think that f- f- first, first of all, there's a lot going on, and I think the it's it's no surprise that they picked this um this set to be eight zero one zero eight. So, um, first of all, the the tons of layers. So this even the set number itself. So eight zero one zero eight. The fact that the um Chinese New Year sets all start with an eight is because eight is a very auspicious number. It is a, mm. um, it's 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 a word for it's um it has the same sound eight eight has the same sound as um prosperity, um so you know that 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 signifies that eight zero one zero eight is a very important um set and I think you know it does it it does it a lot justice because it essentially melts together a lot of concepts that we've seen in previous sets. So um, like the with the, fir- the first ever Chinese New Year set, which is the Chinese New Year Eve dinner, where you have a family going mm. to visit their grandparents for the reunion dinner. So that's depicted here somewhat um, with the kid visiting the grandparents. I was going to say, and he's got his two red envelopes from his grandparents, and there's also an auspicious-looking yellow Lego bag there. Oh, you um, would love to get a bag of Lego for Chinese New Year, and I think they're trying to, you know, trying to suggest that, you know, um, as trying well. to suggest that perhaps we should get our children a bag of Lego for Chinese New Year. Yeah, there is a there's there's a module or habitat with um, the couple from the spring spring lantern festival set um and they're dusting and cleaning the house which again is a tradition a, a chinese senior tradition you would typically clean your house before um uh, the first day of chinese new year there is a there's uh, like a, a market stall which you might remember from the chinese new year temple fair set which had quite a number of different stalls but particularly yeah. there was the festival that had the doll the um dolls and this figure this set also comes with a collection of nano figures it looks like we've got a red one two dark blue ones two sand green and one gold yep um 
as well as a variety of foodstuffs hanging. Um, looks like we've got sausages got hanging poultry from as well as yes. sausages and poultry. Yep, and then you have um, you again. You have the family that has been present throughout all the Chinese New Year um, sets. They're gathering in front in front of the TV, obviously counting down till Chinese New Year and watching you know variety shows on TV as well. And if you you know really cool little Easter egg is that there's a family portrait from the Spring Lantern Festival. Um, um- Absolutely, yeah. which was last year's big set for the Year of the Bull. And that habitat also includes a clock saying 23.59, so it's one minute to midnight. Yeah, that's going to be a very useful sticker. I think it's a sticker. It looks like a sticker, um, you know, for people wanting to create mocks or do photography for, you know, the... The Roman calendar New Year countdown. So yes, that's, that's yes. going to be that's going to be useful. Um, and and most 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 interestingly is the module with um, the Chinese god of prosperity or god of wealth, which is um, which mm. is interesting. So he's a deity that you would typically pray to um he's he's sort of like a larger than life deity um he appears in all sorts of media and you know dressed up as costumes so it's kind of like santa claus as well but instead Mm -hmm. of present he brings you money or gold bars um or um yeah so basically just the god of wealth or the god of prosperity and he is in charge of doling out um you know money and wealth and um, prosperity in the new year, which is what everyone wants. Now, one of the things that you can see looking at, there are a few things that I found in the pictures of him that look really interesting. One is the warm gold hot dog buns, as well as like the web shooter holders that um, Spider-Man and various superheroes hold in their hands, which is like you've got a grip and then a stud on the outside. Mm-hmm. And there is also what appears to be a stud with a handle on, with a bar on both sides, which goes to make up part of his hat. And that looks like that could be a very interesting element, as well as the traditional Lego cauldron, but rather in black, this time it is in red. Mm. Um, yeah, so very interesting because I think this is one of the um i think it's it's is it the first like re- religious deity depicted as a minifigure i i want to say yes unless some people consider santa claus a deity well so that's what i wanted to ask you jay um my knowledge of chinese religions and traditions is um pretty pretty limited but i i was trying to work out certainly do these do the gods in Chinese traditions play a similar role in life to the same way in which um, I suppose that traditional the gods sort of portrayed in Western religions um, 
in the same way or are they, you, you sort of described him being a bit like Santa Claus and while Santa Claus certainly possesses some godlike powers from his ability to travel around the world in you know, a terribly fast, um, we wouldn't necessarily say that he has a formalized religion built up around him, even though yeah, I mean, there's, he's there's, become it's, incorporated it's, it's not in a, like, Christian there's, traditions. There's, he's not like the central, you know, he's not like a central religious figure, so to speak. But, um, you know, I think there, there, there are a number of different deities and um, different gods in, you know, the Chinese belief system of sorts and he's just one of them there's like a god of war you know monkey the you know the, the the story of monkey kid which is based off on of journey to the west they're considered gods as well some people pray to them or you know pay their respects to them so there's there's a, mm-hmm. just a number of different um yeah it's kind of think of it as like partly you know um i think a western equivalent would be you know like the 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 ancient Greek or Roman gods where you would have, you know, Mars or Apollo or Zeus. Um, okay. But, so they yeah, would, but, they would still have temples. They would still have temples where people would go to make them offerings. Yeah. Yeah. You would still have that as well, but they, again, they would, um, you know, they're not, I would say it's not as like the religion isn't organized around them. Mm so to speak yeah okay i think i'm i I think i'm getting an understanding of that thank Mm. you so it's it's hard i think it's hard to say whether we would consider that to be a deity in the same way or or as a central religious figure so i'm just trying to work out if you know because lego have had this long-standing statement of we don't do we don't do religion Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to work out if this is flying in the face of this, or if it's this is more a tradition rather than a, a traditional character, um, rather than a religious figure. I mean, we have yeah. characters, plenty of characters with superhuman powers in in both the Marvel and DC lines as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I think, and that's the unique thing about um, you know Eastern Asian belief systems where um historical figures and deities and um yeah and 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 gods kind of all meld into one because it's such an ancient civilization and a lot of that is wrapped up in history in tradition but also um religion as well so not not as rigid Mm -hmm. as um, not as rigid as a Western take on re- religion, but again, there's a there's an element of tradition and history behind it as well. Right. Okay. I'm I'm getting an understanding there. Thank you. I really yep. appreciate that. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, um, definitely a god. I mean, like the 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 Lego press release re- um, refers to him as that. So there's zero ambiguity there. And there was one other, we, we sort of discussed five of them. The other one, we also had the family making the red envelopes. We, there was one where we talked about them being exchanged, but there's also a family making red envelopes and they've got a little orange or a mandarin tree in the background as well. 
and um, there's there's a lot of writing here. I think I'm going to need to get some help to understand what all of these. Oh, I'll need help as well. So I don't, I don't, um, I can't read Mandarin. So I have no idea what's going on there. No, we will um, seek seek help and. Hopefully, we'll have the opportunity to review these sets before too long. Yeah. Um, what do we know? We do know that it's due out around. Um, it's being released on Christmas Day in the Chinese and APAC markets in Australia. That probably means it'll be available on Boxing Day, mm-hmm. um, and it'll be available in the rest of the world at some other point in first um, of Jan. Probably in probably first of January, just based on um, previous experiences. Now, that, of course, that's not the only um, Chinese New Year, uh, Lunar New Year set. We also have there's also the Lunar New Year Ice Festival. Yeah, um, which is quite unlike. Well, it has similarities and differences to the other sets that we've had it's another area where we see a large we've got a large collection of minifigures celebrating but rather than in the park with the lanterns this time it's around an ice skating rink Mm -hmm. we have ice sculptures Um, we have the obligatory minifigure this year in a tiger costume because we're going into the year of the tiger we have a little skate shop we have a lady who is um, vigorously sculpting ice with a chainsaw and has created a satin blue translucent penguin. And there's just, if we thought there was so much going on in the other set, Jay, there is a lot going on in this one. Look, this is a, um, this is a, this is a, let's just call it a Chinese Lego Winter Village set, you know, um, because it absolutely is. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a great ice skating ring um, and all sorts of uh, minifigures um, for the cold weather. So this is based... So this is a very China-centric set, probably the most China-centric set um, that Lego have produced because it's based on the Harbin ice sculpture festival which again i'm not Mm -hmm. like i'm aware of it but i'm not intimately familiar with it i've never been to china so um yeah so it 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 does feel very very china centric and you know for those that um have not you know been to that ice sculpture festival um there's probably not going to be as strong as a you know as strong of a connection, but yeah, it's a there's a lot going on which is which is very fun as well as a ton of very cool Easter eggs and references hidden in the set which will which has a lot more I guess universal appeal. Well, certainly one of the things that I'd seen commented on and having seen some closer pictures and the. And, and some zoomed-in um, shots from the promotional animation, apart from the fact that we have lots of minifigures. We 
have a photo board where we can have the children standing behind the board and have their photos mounted on the head of um, a tiger and an ice sculpture. Mm-hmm. We have, um, there is a chair that looks like it's on skates. And then we have what appears to be a teal penguin sliding around on its belly, taking a small child for a ride. But for the life of me, it just looks like Perry the Platypus from From Phineas and Ferb. Absolutely. I, you know, and it's a very, very nice connection there as well. And and I'm not sure if it's connected to the designer, but there was meant to be a Phineas and Ferb Lego set that was cancelled. So... Maybe there's a connection there. That was that one of the, was that one of the game sets? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Lego just, games. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's it certainly from a distance it certainly looks like Perry the Platypus. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing that got me thinking here is that we do have two figures in this wearing black jackets with fur lining that feature the Ice Planet logo. Now, this this got me thinking. Last year, the Story of Nian set was designed by Chris Perrin, who's a Canadian who's working as a designer with the Lego group. Um, But when you look through his social media feeds, you see that he's a big fan of Ice Planet and he's recently made a few models where he's had penguins being heroes um, in Ice Planet's coloured mechs and also um, did a build for Ship Timber that involved essentially setting up a luxury cruise liner for penguins from Ice Planet mm-hmm. 2002. Well, any, Never mind any, the fact that penguins never appeared in that series. Any fan of Ice Planet is a fan of the... is a friend of the podcast, so... Absolutely, absolutely. Now, that said, I actually reached out to Chris just to see if we could get some confirmation um, about whether he was involved in designing this and how the um, Ice Planet jackets came to be. And he acknowledged that, yes, he was the designer for the set. He didn't design any of the graphics, but his love for Ice Planet certainly came up in conversations with the graphic designers, and he was quite excited to have been able to sneak in this snazzy winter jacket. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I am looking forward to picking up a few more of these torsos. Um, Yeah, because it's great. We have, we now have modern, um, we now have modern torsos that pay homage to Ice Planet. Before this, we had Mtron and we had Blacktron. Um, we've had Fabuland as well. And I think those came out in the Lego movie sets. So yeah, pretty, pretty yes, cool stuff. And, and also collectible minifigures. Yep. Um, and oh, the other thing that we have here, there is a burner roasting chestnuts as well for people to be eating here. Hmm. So a very, very um, warm snack, a very, very traditional, classic, you know, Chinese or Asian roadside snack um, that's, you know, that's perfect, you know, in winter. 
So I'm really excited. Um, I'm hoping that I'll have the opportunity to have a look at these and ideally get them reviewed very close to the time of release. So hopefully sometime between Christmas and New Year, I might be able to present or we might might be able to present our own perspectives on these sets. Um, yeah, I just keep looking at these pictures. There's a beautiful pine tree. And the other thing that's apparent, Jay, the, both of these sets are just stacked with minifigures. Mm. Um, very, very playable. They've both got... Um, there's about 12 minifigures in the... Um, in the traditions and the ice festival, it looks like we've got 12, I'm going to call them civilian characters, and then we've also got the tiger. Mm-hmm. So 13 figures all up there. So if these two sets, we've got 25 minifigures, which is just amazing. Sensational. That's what you uh, want. And they've also... That's what you want in a set, just, just abs- bursting out the seams with minifigures. And, and these sets always represent pretty good value for money as far as what you get um, for for the price. So I think as, as far as being sets to, as far as being great starter sets for people getting into Lego, um, I think they're terrific. And of course, we'd be... We have to admit that, you know, these are the sorts of sets that the Lego group are using to sort of gain a foothold in the Chinese market Mm. as well, which, you know, is certainly huge. Um, Now, these weren't the only sets that were announced at CIE. Um, There was another Lego in-house brand set that was announced, Jay, we got Did more monkey kid, through that more one? monkey kid for twenty twenty two. More monkey kid, fantastic! So while while we're, I'm always sort of in fear because I keep seeing monkey kid appear on the shelves in our stores in Australia, and then it gets discounted within a couple of days to um to fifty percent off, and then it's all gone, and you can't find it anywhere. Um, but monkey kid is back which is fantastic. Um, and I think this set is eight. And I think this set is 80035, the Monkey Kid Galactic Explorer. Just a few letters short of Galaxy Explorer. So Lego definitely toying with... Um, classic space fans with that you know very very close sounding name to the um legendary legendary 928 galaxy explorer absolutely this was um of course the set that occupied lego catalogs for the from 1978 through to 1984 or so and we just drooled over them over it, wondering if we'd ever get to see it in real life. <laughs> um, so this set is, it's big. It's big, yellow big and red. 
It's a big rocket. It's got two windscreens, just like the Galaxy Explorer did. It's got wings that look like they might be on multiple angles, like the Galaxy Explorer did. Um, the We have windscreens in transparent red, which sort of gives us a um, space police kind of a vibe. And I'll have to admit, while I was asking... Chris Perrin about the ice festival. I did ask if he was able to tell me anything about this, and he did say that he was particularly inspired. He he designed this set as well, so he's he's had a bumper weekend for for sets being released, um, and he was certainly inspired by Space Police One and Space Police Two, um, sort of sets from the late 80s, early 90s that were were important to him growing up. Mm. Um, and, yeah, we've got a transparent red, two transparent red windscreens, mm-hmm. some other transparent red elements. Um, it also looks, but it otherwise, also looks like the, rocket... a, the head of a dragon, which is very, very um, exciting, I think. It does, as did May's Flyer last year. Mm. I'm starting to sound like a Chris Perrin fanboy um, because he's designed all of these sets. Um, We've got our Monkey Kid team. It feels very much like the finale to the Avengers where you've got the entire team in their quantum suits. And here we've got a minifigure scaled Sandy, Monkey Kid and... Tang. May all dressed in their in their spacesuits. Um, that looks like a tank of Octan fuel, but it's not, doesn't say Octan underneath it in as many letters. Mm-hmm. But it does have the, because it's written in Chinese script, but it certainly has the Octan logo on. We've got a couple of big radar dishes, and it looks like we've got a couple of, is, are these macaque um, enemies? So this, we've sort of got, what look like sort of evil red monkeys um, <laughs> who I presume are being the bad guys in this season coming up. Um, so this this looks like an absolutely amazing set. And oh, what else have we got? We've got some jade or teal um, rails as well, like we've seen in the roller coaster set. So... Yeah. So if you could just get one of these three sets, which one would it be, Jay? Oh, tough. That's a tough choice. Why can't I get all three? Um, I would just pick... Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I think for me, the standout one is the Ice Festival, just because there's there's just a, like, there's a lot going on there. It's a cohesive scene. And yeah, it's got, it's got, it's got Ice Planet references in it so my heart's my heart's with that so if i if i had to pick one which i don't so thank thankfully i don't um but yeah i look i'm excited about monkey kid going to space it's something that they've not explored and i think if you if you look at the if you look at the overall um you know chinese mythology there's um you know, like in in any ancient culture, there's 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 a fascination with the moon, 
Um, in fact, Chinese mm. New Year is also known as the Lunar New Year. So again, there's there's a connection there, I think. I mean, I assume that they're going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Where else would they be headed to? So I assume that there's a connection there. And, you know, like 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 most ancient civilizations or, um, yeah, there's, you know, they, they regard the moon in very high um, regard and there are tons of fables and stories. So um, if, mm-hmm. if, if I were a betting man, I think that they're going to head to the moon and um, get involved with one of the most... Um, one of the most famous and one of the most beloved like Chinese fables, which is um, the story of Chang'e, which um, is a, oh my God, what do I call her? A princess um, that's stuck on the moon. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, princess. Uh, she's not a moon goddess. Moon goddess? Yeah, I think, I think so. Like, look, it's, I, I'm a bit rusty. Um, I'm a bit rusty on it, but there's a, you know, there's a, there's quite a tragic, sad story about how she gets to the, um, how she gets to the moon. He, there's, there's, there's a tragic love story in that, but yeah, she basically, she's basically like a Chinese moon goddess and, um, there are mythical creatures there as well. So there's, 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 there's a really popular, um, figure called the jade rabbit because if you look at the moon mm-hmm. the silhouette of the craters kind of looks like a rabbit so i think you know ancient chinese astronomers um came up with stories and and, and tales about uh, a jade rabbit that lives on the moon um but yeah look i think i think that's if if, if i were a betting man and, and 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 knowing what i know about um chinese mythology i think that's that's what we're going to explore um yeah we might see yeah we might see some uh some some jade rabbits i'm not sure if they're going to be good or bad but we'll see yeah well look, we haven't seen um any of the other sets from this wave of monkey kid I haven't really seen any leaks of them around either so look it's going to be exciting to see where it goes i'm, I'm certainly becoming more and more of the opinion that monkey kid and in and Ninjago are between them where we see space and castle sets mm-hmm. sort of gathering in a um, fictional fictional setting mm. these days. So as, as a um, as a as a classic space fan, I'm, I'm always excited when I see the the new Monkey Kid and Ninjago sets if that looks like they're heading heading out into space. So this is fantastic. I, I really like the look of this. I keep looking at it and thinking it looks just like the Galaxy Explorer, but different. Mm. Um, it's got a little buggy. It's got a little base. It's got a giant radar dish. It, it's... All that's missing, it's, uh, all, all that's missing is a, a trance yellow windscreen, and then you're good. Well... Yes, but trans yellow doesn't necessarily fit in with the um, monkey kid aesthetic. Whereas the trans red looks like it works pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's got a very distinct distinct aesthetic. And yeah, look, I'm excited to see um, what they encounter on the moon. I think they've they selectively chose to reveal this set to maintain some of that mystery. Um, but yeah, we'll see we'll see what they find on the moon. Take a jade rabbit or two. Like mm. imagine a, a giant 
jade colored or teal colored rabbit mech. That would be cool. I I, I would buy that. That that would be cool. Well, we'll see what we'll see what we get at what what's coming in a few weeks, I guess. Um, because we didn't expect to probably find out around sometime in December what's coming in these themes. So, um, very soon. Well, hey, we'll look, keep our look, eyes peeled. Before before we before we jump on to um another universe, just want to point this out. And um, if you're a Lego marketing manager or designer, um, this is free advice. You should just reveal everything in China because none of this leaked beforehand. So look, Lego, if you've got a big reveal coming up, do it in China. Nothing leaks there. Even bigger challenge has just been actually trying to get the um, quality images several, you know, even even a couple of days afterwards. Um, you know, it was revealed on Saturday. The press release didn't sort of hit the didn't hit this the international Lego newsroom until sometime on Monday hmm. evening so uh, yeah just totally look I totally so by for a lot of and people. I think I think this is again this is this is reflective of you know Lego is um, Lego is a global brand and they operate in different markets yeah. and it was nice to see Chinese RLFM or Chinese fan media sites, you know, whether recognized or not, be the first to cover this and break the news. They were there on site at um, the CIIE in Shanghai to, you know, to share mm. photos of um, the, the sets uh, and give us a real up close and personal look into the sets as well. And I think that's great. Like, um, you know, it's, it's, it's probably eye-opening for some of us in the west who might not be familiar with these um with these fan media sites um or even chinese social media as well um but yeah i think it's i think it's i think it's a great thing Mm. so there was one other selection of sets that was revealed here and we had some new Super Mario sets revealed now. Do we, do we need to for talk about Halloween? <laughs> I don't know that we need to. Let's just yeah. let's just acknowledge that there are some yeah. new Super Mario sets, and perhaps we'll talk about those a little closer to time when they come out. But these ones are not related to Luigi's Mansion and are more Super Mario than Luigi. They look a little bit more ocean and beachside based than the others that we have seen previously. Hmm. But that's our tease, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in the future. Because we have bigger, more ex- we have bigger, more exciting, icier things to talk about. So we've been talking about Ice Planet, Jay, and it's funny because when you talk to, talk to people about Ice Planet who are not... I'm going somewhere here, don't worry, who are not long-term Lego space fans, they automatically think that you were talking about, of course, the ice planet of Hoth, which was the site of the Rebel Alliance's operations back in Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back, released in 1980. I was in Grade 6. And I'd finally, never known such finally. terrifying 
stop motion animation as for the AT-AT walkers as they started marching on the rebel base and all of a sudden I discovered something I'd never realised before and that was that the bad guys could win. Mm-hmm. Very terrifying and... Yeah, look, we finally have a UCS ATAT. I think for Lego Star Wars fans who have been waiting, what, over 20 years now for the ultimate collector series treatment of probably one of the most iconic, you know, non spaceship vehicles in the Star Wars universe. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a. Um... Uh, speaking as someone who's only seen the photos, it this this um, ATAT is about seventy, a little over seventy, uh, sixty-five centimeters or so high, about yep. sixty-five, pardon me, centimeters long, about thirty centimeters or so wide, it's big. and it it's is very big. big. Look, it's big, but it's also not that big. Like it's tall, it's um, it's tall. It's it's it it def- it definitely makes a visual impact. But compared to some of the other UCS sets, like the Millennium Falcon and the Super Star Destroyer, or even the the recent Star Destroyer, it doesn't take up a lot of room because the um the surface area isn't as um isn't as big so i think that that's something to consider it is tall um mm. it's, it's the size of a small dog but yeah 6785 pieces making it the didn't quite beat the 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 falcon but it makes it it does make it the second largest lego ucs set First impressions. What do what, what do you think? First impressions. This of the is the UCS ATAT. Oh, that's right. This is a big set. In the press pack, there is this great picture of the ATAT, sort of almost being patted by its owner, tickled under the chin <laughs> in a way that you might might um do with with your pet dog and indeed there's another picture where you've got the atat just staring out the window waiting for its master to come home i love the level of detail in this set it bears fantastic resemblance to the source material one of the things that this does the atat is designed to function as a troop carrier And when you open up the side panels on this, it reveals that you actually have seating for 40, yes, count them, 40 um, snowtrooper or other other minifigures. There's room in the main cabin for General Veers and the two pilots. There are two speeder bikes sitting in the back garage of the hold, but wait... I'm told that there are also two empty racks. I'm left wondering if we could be getting a Snowtrooper battle pack next year that might just make it possible to fill this baby up with all of the minifigures that you want. 
But yeah, I mean, first would, first impressions. It would make a lot of sense. It would. First impressions. It's big. It looks really good. I'm running out of space at home. It's probably not something that I'm going to get, but I'm impressed by it. And if I ever see it in real life, I am just going to stare at it for a while. <laughs> but you look. You um, should make space for it. You should make space for it because I think it's a. Um, it's a really good UCS set. Um, I'm halfway through it, so I haven't quite. Um, I don't. I don't have. I haven't fully made up my mind yet. But as your, um, as I'm putting it together, it really, um, it 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 just really strikes you just how massive it is. Um, mm. The build is the build is really fun, and I think I think for me this is this is a bit of a special one because I love AT-ATs and. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not the biggest Lego Star Wars fan, but I do like Star Wars. And I do have an okay-sized collection. I don't go out. I don't typically go out and buy every single Star Wars set. Um, and like most adult collectors, I prefer to wait for the UCS versions of um, iconic Star Wars vehicles because they tend to be the definitive, the most detailed versions of the um of the vehicles and with the ATAT I think I've I think I've 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 intentionally skipped over three or four ATATs now and every mm-hmm. time I I every time I consciously make a decision to not go for a small well a small ATAT version I've I've just been waiting for Lego to do a proper UCS version so I'm just I'm just glad that I can finally add an ATAT to my collection. I don't have space for it either, but I will make space for it. So it's it's interesting. The ATAT is in fact one of the first Lego sets that I was given as an adult. Hmm. Um, and it was the Mindstorms. It was the Mindstorms Dark Side Developer Kit ATAT, and it had a smart hub that would respond to light, um, had several patterns as far as being able to walk backwards and forwards. It walked, it felt very rickety and I was always in fear and it was far more an outline rather than a, um, like a more like a wireframe outline than a built-in hyper-detailed model with minifigures. Mm. But it was an ATAT. And probably in the first two weeks that I that the rambling brick was being written, I'd had this model sitting on my desk, basically gathering dust for the better part of fifteen years. And so my first, one of my early articles was in fact about taking this model and reboxing it. Yeah, there you yep. go. But yeah, that's, I think it's that's, uh, it's that it model does doesn't be- even compare to this one. No, it doesn't even come close. Um, Bricks Bricks had a really great photo. Um, of, I think all the ATATs that Lego have ever produced in one shot, just to demonstrate just how mm. big this one is, and I think the fact that this is as you know as close as you can get to a minifigure scale ATAT, um, where minifigures actually fit in the body, um, in parts of the or compartments of the ATAT that you would expect them to is 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 perfect. Mm. I don't think yeah. This is this is great. This is great. And I think you know we've been very lucky to get Absolutely. two UCS sets this year. 
Um, one for the prequel fans and one for the original trilogy fans. So everyone wins. Mm-hmm. I look looking at these two, at those two, um, comparing the gunship and this. I mean, I'll acknowledge oranges and apples, but the gunship certainly is not a minifigure scale. It's larger than minifigure scale because that allowed the 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 elements that allowed you to build it were sort of just a little bit bigger than minifigure scale and so that that perhaps i don't know that i want to say detracts from the playability when the set in question is going to require both hands to pick up and swoosh around and then you're going to need somebody else to open a door if you're planning to take it outside mm-hmm. um but it's not without challenge from that point of view mm-hmm. so I think this is certainly, of the UCS that we've had in the last few years, this has certainly been one of the most appealing. I almost feel like this is the Star Wars design team's apology to (laughs) Empire Strikes Back fans after 2016's Assault on Hoth. Um, I I I, I have a different view. I think if you rewind and you turn back the clock, um, because the UCS AT-80 now exists in its current form, it kind of makes the UCS Assault on Hoff set a bit better because you have blast doors that can now be attacked by one or more UCS AT-80s. So... And indeed, you've got shield generators, mm-hmm. and you've got an iron cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll have to. I was looking at it. A snow speeder. I, I was a snow speeder. The two, There's a snow speeder. There a snow well. speeder. I was, I was looking at them sort of side by side. Those pictures last night, and was thinking, you know, if I had this, I wouldn't mind going back and getting the assault on Hoth. Um, it'll be interesting to see how people feel about that set, which has been. Um, much maligned over the years, but perhaps not so much because it's a bad set per se, but it perhaps wasn't one that you would think deserves to have a UCS label. Uh, ultimate, yeah. when we're, I mean, we're talking about UCS, we're talking about ultimate collector series. And it's a master builder series. It's a master builder series set before they were master builder series. Look, I, 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 to me, it just feels like what, I, what I'd like to describe as an anthology set. You know, it's a Lego town set that's got a couple of different things. It's got a helicopter for good measure. It's got a um, street corner. It's got a museum and a couple of shops. I think it's, um, you know, it, but it goes well. I think it'll go well with this, with a few extra white bricks. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and and yeah. Look, I think it's it's a great way to end the year. I think a great way to end the year. Star Wars fans have been they've been pretty spoiled this year with um with sets. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. No, I mean they've had you've had three big sets. We've had three big sets. We've had the 50th anniversary of Lucasfilm R2-D2 sculpture, which the team were busy denying as being a UCS set. 
Oh yeah, we Tree. had. Oh, okay. Jeez. There we go. But but that one was not a UCS. I remember hearing the design team repeatedly say to us, "This is not a UCS set." But well, but it's got a plaque and a minifigure. It's not a UCS because yep, the they only released two UCS. UCS. So we've we've had this we've had this argument. So <laughs> we had this argument. Um, and and I'll just I'll just go with it. They only released two UCS type sets a year, and therefore that one wasn't a UCS. Hmm. The we had the Republic gunship, and now we've got the ATAT, and I think the ATAT is probably the one that brings the most to the table. Yep, yep, yeah. And it will Look, need I... to be a substantially large table. Hmm. Look, I think I think what I like most about the UCS ATAT is that it's a very versatile. It's a very versatile UCS set. You can put it up on display on its own, but mm-hmm. unlike a lot of other UCS sets, it is also playable. You can pose it, you can move its head yeah. around, you can stuff it with snowtroopers, you could um you could, you know, pose it next to assault on Hoff. You could have a bunch of rebels fleeing from it. You could probably pose it, you know, um, stomping on the snow speeder. There's so many things that you can do with it that a normal UCS set, which is usually quite a big static model, just can't do mm. because um, it's and the right size for minifigures. Absolutely. No, normally, you might get one or two minifigures for display purposes. How many minifigures do we get with this? I think nine. You get four, no, three snowtroopers, one snowtrooper commander, two pilots, Luke, and General Veers. That's ATAT pilots, Luke, and General Veers. Yep. Is it eight, eight or nine? Yeah, maybe four snowtroopers. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, yeah sorry, four snowtroopers. Which is indeed a... Um, Pretty generous start for, yes, four snow troopers, one commander, Luke, Veers, and two pilots. Um, and yes, we're, so we've got Luke there, and he's looks like there's a um, hatch for him to hang from, and he comes with a thermal detonator as well as his lightsaber so that he can explode this particular ATAT, which is kind of cool. What more could you want? What more could you want? About three months to be able to put them all together. <laughs> or more space, or more space. Um, but look, yep. I think... Another room. I really like it. I haven't I haven't read anyone's reviews yet, and um, I usually wait till I'm done with mine, but so far, so good. And based on what I've seen and my experience building it so far, this is, this is, this is definitely one to get. And it makes me excited for um, the eventual UCS ATSD to go along with it. That that would also be be pretty good to see. It'd be interesting mm. to see how it would scale compared to the current um, ATSTs that we've sort of seen in recent times between um, the Kashik Troopers and the Five Hundred First Battle Pack. 
Um, but I think the Snowtrooper Battle Pack is going to be flying off the shelves should one arrive. There have been rumours flying around, whether they're from reliable sources or not, I'm not sure. But you would almost anticipate that they'll come with a collection of Snowtroopers and probably a speeder bike, which means that people are just going to want to buy two. Well, the LEGO Star Wars team did confirm that battle packs will be making a return next year so it's pretty much a given absolutely and of course the other one that we want to see is some death troopers to go with um the like the imperial light cruiser um from the mandalorian so so star wars fans have had those sets they've had some classic sets at a new scale that are probably slightly more swooshable from the x-wing and the tie fighter point of view and then we've had all of those sets from series seven of the mandalorian uh, sorry of the bat of the clone wars plus the mandalorian plus the bad bat shuttle um i think it's been a pretty exciting time to be able to see a new collection of collection of um, sets rolled out over the course of this year, and I'm I'm kind of envious that you have the opportunity to go through the build experience of the ATAT. Part it's of me good. thinks that I'd love the build ex- experience, but I don't know how I'd feel about the um, the display and storage experience with it. Yeah, yeah. Look. It's um I think I think what I appreciate most is the engineering that goes into it because this mm. is a very tall, very um you know for the longest time it was it, it was almost orthodox to believe that it was impossible to do a a, a UCS AT AT justice because of how long and um lanky its legs are and to stabilize the whole thing yep. it's 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 not easy like large scale models that you see in conventions usually have i don't know like steel on the inside just to reinforce it um you know at the size and scale that you want to obviously aspire towards with a with a UCS set but the very fact that they had joints and you know yeah the, the legs that function and move as an ATAT would is is just remarkable and it's 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 really fun putting it together so far i'm I'm just i'm just at the legs so um it's yeah it's it's really ingenious to see the um that worm i'm not sure what they call it the technic worm gear i think from what i've read in a couple of reviews since i'm not writing it up to it wasn't going to spoil me yeah it's it sounds like it's a worm gear and, and I understand and, and that they had yeah. some, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and the, but they had um, some of the Technic team actively involved in the design process as well. I understand, hmm. um, which makes sense since they're in the business of creating elaborate and complicated mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. So lots to look, lots to look forward to. Well, where are we? We're um, we're coming up to Thanksgiving, 
um, in a couple of weeks, which means that there is going to be a, that's when the ATAT is actually going to hit the shelves for the first time, the last weekend in um, November 2021. And so then I probably expect we're going to start seeing lego.com starting to display images of the January releases, I guess. Oh, I can't, like, it's too soon. <laughs> are, we, are we ready to deal with January? Not really. The, 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 the second half of the, um, of the year always flies by so quickly, and I feel like it's just not enough time to appreciate all the great sets that we've had in the second half, and already people are thinking about 2022. Um, I was going to say, yeah, already like, we've got... 2022 sets on display you know yes it's starting to you know it's starting to be be um you know from the point of view of the monkey kid rocket and the new mario sets and the chinese new year sets these are all 2022 mm. releases effectively um here we are they're still six weeks away it's probably a good marker though as well for how not to leak things. I know. So far, so good. So, yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm waiting on some super secret projects to build, and that's all I can I, say. I think we in, all are. In the meantime, I've also... December's going to be crazy. I am... I'm going to be astounded if I survive December because it's advent calendar season as well. And I'm an absolute maniac um, for doing it live. And I think I'm planning to do three this year, if not four. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure. We'll see, see how we go. It's a, it's a tradition. It's a tradition to do a, um, an advent calendar countdown. And um, yeah. I, I don't I, I hate disappointing people so I can't disappoint I can't disappoint the thousands of people that come back just for the advent calendar countdown so can't do it mm. no there's there's going to be a lot happening um, and sets for next year and we're also going to have brickvention occurring um, in early January so jeez. Oh, I probably need to start working on my. I've been working on my mock. It's okay. That's good. Yeah, I just have to start work on my other mock, um, and that's fine. I'm learning to um, gain a realistic expectation from Australian brickling sellers. Oh, there you go. Um, Let me know if you need um, if you need any parts. Yeah, no, I'll give you a call. Um, well, we're, I'm doing some Neo Ice Planets, so it's slightly different sort of colouring to the old ones. But uh, we'll talk about that perhaps coming up in the future, but we don't need to just yet. Um, yeah, well, look, there we are. We've spoken about some new releases or new, new forthcoming releases announced in China today. And we've spoken about the Ultimate Collector Series at seven five three one three, which Jay is busy putting together, and perhaps we might 
talk about that in its completion in a future episode and perhaps we might try and find someone else who has put it together and see if they'd like to have a chat about that. Um, Ooh, that'd be fun. Perhaps yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll put, put the feelers out and uh, having said this, we'll see how many people ring us up to say, hey, I've put together the UCSATAT. Let's um, talk about it. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. There's been a lot to talk about. We're looking forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks where we'll talk about some other things. And until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are the Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.